is what funky do fort worth's favorite podcast the funky town podcast Couple bad teeth and a worse lung And there's no chance I'm getting out of here alive Maybe I could get a fresh start up north Blow this town like it's July 4th But I figure I'll crack another bottle instead But I figure I'll crack another bottle instead inside each and every single one of you. Just look in and I will be there waving out at you naked wearing only a cock ring. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this. It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> if you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked just like a whore. If you don't Really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hello, welcome everybody to the Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. Oh, looky here, we got another big crowd tonight. Gosh, it looks like it's standing room only. I can see people way in the back. Hey, I see you guys back there. Thank you for coming out. And stop. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being here and tuning in and turning on, dropping out, whatever we're doing here. I'm glad you're here doing it with us. Who's this us, you ask? There's nobody here but me. It's just me, so I'm glad you're here with me doing this thing. I think lately I've been, um, I've kind of, gotten, kind of gotten over it, but there for a while I was feeling like I was having an identity crisis you know, growing up as a little kid, I always wanted to grow up and be a cowboy. I liked westerns, cowboy music, and uh, all that good stuff. Outdoors, fishing, camping, horses and cows, and all that good stuff. And, you know, and as I've gotten older, you know, I've always lived. I mean, I've lived in a small town when I was young, but we eventually moved here. I lived in the big city, and I'm definitely a city boy. But, uh... I'm a Fort Worth, Texas city boy, and so, I don't know, they always talk about cowboys and culture here, to where you can kind of be a little bit of both. You can kind of be city-fied and kind of be countrified at the same time, and I don't know, I think sometimes your countryside and your city side like to fight and figure out what's going on, because I know if I was in a group of bunch of rednecks, they would all definitely think I was a city boy, but if I was in a, you know, in New York City... Right, a bunch of big city boys, they'd be like, look at this country bumpkin. So I guess it's all relative, and I'm just who I am. But this, tonight's show, I wanted to celebrate the more countryside of uh, of things, you know, country and folk, Americana, I guess, type stuff. The opening track was um, someone that goes by Heavy Boots, and the song is called um, Bad Teeth. And I'll have the link on the description. All the music is always linked on the descriptions. So it's a split with another band. I think they're they're out of Denton, but um, that's the opening track of um, the Heavy Boots side, and I just I really liked it. So I was like, we're definitely going to play that. So, but we're going to get on with the songs, and the first couple songs I'm going to play in honor of our theme tonight. I'm doing Tommy Luke Red Necked, and you can find that one on Bandcamp. I really like the song. I think it's super fun. It's funny. It's cool. I dig it. And then um, after that, we're going to go into something by. Pake, P-A-K-E, Pake Rossi, and it's called Lord Above and Devil Below, and it's just a great song. But we're going to start off the show with Tommy Luke, Rednecked, on the Funky Town Podcast. My hair is so wavy, 
I like biscuits and gravy. My dad was in the Navy back when I was a kid. We drove in a station wagon. We played Dungeons and Dragons. No, I ain't bragging. That's just what we did. Cause I am a redneck. My wife, she's a damn wreck. All my kids are all rejects. From Burleson High. And I live in a trailer. And I fuck my neighbor. She'll probably go into labor. On the 4th of July I met her in a bait shop She worked there on her day job And her brother Billy Ray Bob He weighs 264 And he just got out of prison For beating his children And if he's in the building I'm out the door Cause I am a redneck My wife, she's a damn wreck All my kids are all rejects From Granbury High And I live in a trailer And I fuck my neighbor She'll probably go in the labor On the 4th of July I'm gonna buy me a bass boat Cover my eggs with Tabasco Leave this fiasco For fortune and fame Maybe I'm just a dreamer I ain't much of a singer When you see me on Jerry Springer Hell, you all know my name Cause I am a redneck My wife, she's a damn wreck All my kids are fucking rejects From Sanger High And I live in a trailer And I fuck my neighbor She's about to go in labor It's the 4th of July Yes, I fucked my neighbor And it's the 4th of July Chicken fried and apple pie Fatworks favorite podcast The Funky Town Podcast Her touch alone Get you stoned And the taste of a kiss Makes you feel reckless She wears your fragile heart Like a dime store necklace And it's a crooked road That owns your soul Every now and again It tries to control you Vowing to give back what it owes you That girl will love you forever Now all you've got to do is let her Lately you're more tame than ever And it makes you restless in your skin And all that ain't getting your Up knows you know better, but the devil below won't let you win. With a heart that's pure, she'd wait for sure. But you know that ain't no way to treat her, so you 
I hope I'm saying his name right. He's on Bandcamp. I'll have the uh, link for you as well. I think that song is great. I love the melody of it. The guitar's in it. I like his voice. I think it's, you know, I think that's one of those really good ones. Um, All right. And coming up next, what we're going to do is we have in our little singer-songwriter collection, we have a couple of, uh, I don't know, Fort Worth legends, I guess you could say. One of them is uh, Guthrie Kennard. And the other one is uh, James Michael Taylor. Then after that, we have the interview. Um, and tonight, it's with uh, Matthew Broyles and Trista Morris. And during the um, during the interview, um, Matthew asked me if I've heard of James Michael Taylor. And I'm like, dude, of course. Everybody's heard of James Michael Taylor. He's like the greatest. No, I was like, no, I'm not really sure that I know who that is. So wrote his name down and then after the interview I went online and was kind of looking around and I was like man this dude is really pretty cool it's got a ton I mean a ton of music and um, he's an old cat's been doing it a long time and uh, I, I don't know him I haven't met him you know there's so many people in town and I'm still you know just kind of learning stuff and I, um, I'm going to be looking listening to his songs uh, probably for the next several days he seems like a really a really cool dude um he's got a just a treasure trove of stuff and so we'll play him right before we go into the matthew show and then um for that we'll play guthrie Kennard, and i like him too i you know i think he's another older dude that's been playing for a long time around here and he's got a great voice and he's done some really interesting things and uh it's got a great catalog So we'll play one of his songs, and um, they're both related. You'll figure out real quickly um, what the theme is on these two songs, and just give you a hint, it's one of my favorite things. It'll be really easy to figure out. So we'll play these two songs, and then we'll um, have a really fun interview with uh, Matthew and Trista, and then we'll close out the show with... um, a song by the Matthew show. We actually talk about some of his music and I had a song that I wanted to play. I was planning on playing. It's called, um, Lake Worth monster. If you get a chance, check it out. It's fantastic. I love it. We didn't get to talk about it as much as I wanted to. We instead talked about, um, another one that I played, um, the dull version of you, which is also great. And so business have already played that one on the podcast. Then we got to talking about this other one called, um, me and me and you, and so after chatting about that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this one at the end. And it's a, it's a version that he talked about. I was able to find it, put it up there for you. So we'll close out the show with that. So it's really cool. I appreciate you guys uh, coming along. Hope maybe you found a, a new favorite song or two. And uh, we'll get on with uh, 
Guthrie Kennard, and then after that, it is James Michael Taylor, and then the interview. It's a big ocean There's more than one fish in the sea oh, Where did they get such a ridiculous notion What's fishing between you and me Fission or fusion Photovoltaic cells Windmills and hydrogens too And amid the confusion Of what works and what sells What truly BS and what's true Give me some business and make me a motion 
Give me something real I can see The line has been drawn And I've got the potion For fission between you and me Fishing and hunting Hiking the trails Trapping and paying the fee Canoes and conundrums Rapids and falls Just holler and hold on Silly the notion that we're just a couple That there's more than one you and me What are they drinking and what are they smoking For truth give me one cup of pee Pissing and cussing, kicking the can Running and yelling home free It takes one to no one that's all in the plan And there's only one you Keep saying that it's a big ocean. There's more than one fish in the sea. I knew that. And if I was going fishing, that's something worth knowing. And I'll go if you'll go with me. Now it's time for our interview. Hello? Hello, may I speak with with Matthew, please? This is he. Hey, it's Jeffrey Lord from the Funky Town Podcast. We're we're testing this, uh, this Bluetooth business. Can you hear both of us? I can. She's a little echoey. Okay. I guess we got Trista on the phone with us. Are you both on speakerphone? We are. Um, we are on. Bluetooth. We're on this Bluetooth, Bluetooth business here. Is this so. any better? Is that better at all? I can hear you. She's like in okay. in the distance. Oops. I didn't see any hung up. Should I call? I'll, I'll call him back. Let me wait. See if I call him back. I think I'll go to voicemail. All right. Let's see. Hang on. If hers isn't working, I might just we may just go speaker. Yeah, you can go speaker, and I can probably hear both of you. Hello. How's that? Yeah, that sounded good. All right. Yeah, I can hear her loud and clear. Excellent. Perfect. All right. So it's Trista Morris and Matthew Broyles. Yeah, that's correct. Two for the price of one. Totally. Yeah, it's you know, and these days we're going cheap, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go man <laughs> so you guys doing all right yeah doing okay been a kind of kind of a day but other than that mm. doing okay <laughs> yeah. it's been kind of a day so i poured extra whiskey tonight for this right. oh very nice yeah it's been kind of, it's been kind of a week yeah i know yeah just a bit but you know we're we're we're, we're standing how are you doing i'm really good you know, I've I've been um, I've been feeling like anxious all week long. I, like I used to suffer from from panic attacks, which I I don't anymore, but I feel like I'm constantly on the verge, of, yeah, of having a panic attack all week long. Well, I, you know, I felt that last couple of days definitely. Yeah, going on a lot of a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, it could be the Earth energy, state energy, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, maybe the moon's retrograding or something i don't know oh i mean i've i've got specific reasons why personally but you know, sure sure <laughs> there's, there's yeah there's shit in the air yeah for sure um well since i both got you i just um well, i didn't it was a couple weeks ago i listened to your guys um on the fort worth roots podcast yeah yeah that was a good show it was it was <laughs> what was it like six hours or something <laughs> no it was barely over an hour <laughs> So really? he, oh, that, he there was a lot of editing. Oh my okay. god, um, he must have edited that because, like, we were, we went, we went for a while. Okay, yeah, because I think with the music and everything, I think it was like an hour twenty-four or something. Okay, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it got pared down because uh, we we rambled quite a bit. Oh yeah. Now oh, I really yeah, like his, I really like his show. 
Mm. Yeah, it is. It's interesting because he has um, just a variety of people on, you know, like he'll have like mayors and, you know, musicians and artists and yeah. weird shit. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I listened to one where he had the owner from the um, of the new ISIS. Right, right, yeah. No, it's and, and Andrew's cool, and uh, he he has a, an interest in uh, some nerdy things. Uh, oh so God, we, we you, were two, able, you two got going. We were like. able to talk about the space <laughs> telescope. No. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna, gonna just sit back and let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was interesting because, like, some of the information they were giving me, I was like, I haven't researched this yet, so this is cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, there's just, you know, there's, like, so much out there. There's so many TV shows to watch or music to listen to or, you Oh, know. I don't know how people do it. People are always like, oh, have you watched Have you watched such and such? I'm like, I'm still, like, midway through the last thing you told me to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I can't keep up with all of this. No, I've given up. It's like I don't hardly ever watch anything new. Um, I mean, I guess sometimes, but it's very, you know, I I got into, to like, Letterkenny for a while. Um, but it wasn't yeah. when it was brand new. It was, like, three or four seasons in, you know, and it was kind of becoming, you know, like a thing. I was like, I'll check this show out. And, you know, and then I watched it, and I only watched it. And then when I was through through then i just didn't watch anything for a while until i found something else you know yeah we had a weird we had a thing pop up where we had been advised to watch lovecraft country and so we did that however we're, we're most still like most of the most of the time that we watch tv at all is when we're eating mm-hmm. and yeah. that's not a show that you need to watch no we've, uh, we've had to stop several times because there's a bit of like you know gore porn in there and i'm not really sure <laughs> Like I, I'm cool. I, like I can mostly stomach it until I'm like eating my mashed potatoes and we've made a wine sauce, and it's just yeah. <laughs> Funny. But it's, a really, it's a really good. <laughs> you just have to not be eating. Yeah. No, I've heard it's a good one. Um, I haven't watched any of it, but uh, but yeah. Don't, don't watch it with your kids. Okay. No. Now, w- w- when y'all were growing up, um, did y'all eat when you're watching TV? You know. So yeah. we were well. You probably did. Yeah. We were we were a sit at the dinner table family when I was a kid because there was there was three kids and and the TV was one of those big ones that they carved out of a tree. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. So like you know basically, and also you kind of just had to wait till stuff was on. And around six o'clock, you know, when we would do dinner, it really wasn't. You had like Wheel of Fortune, but there wasn't really much on at that yeah, time. That's you kind of waited. Seven, yeah, there wasn't a thing where you're like, "What are we watching?" It's like, "Well, we're gonna watch whatever's on." Yeah, I think that's uh, you're gonna laugh. You know what it was for me? Hmm. You had to wait till things were on. I had to wait till tsunami tsunami came on. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I think we're we're like, oh, now it's on demand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can watch anytime you want. Now we, uh, I think we sat around at the table and ate dinner and i think six o'clock was about dinner time and then at seven o'clock yeah. we would usually sit in, in the living room and watch growing yeah. pains or urkel or whatever famous, uh, yeah you know, type like stuff was on. yeah it was always like cosby or whatever and mm-hmm. I, I did like the cosby show but i watched yeah. it on tv land well it's a ball course you know <laughs> no, it, was, it was new when i watched it yeah yeah, yeah it was you yeah, know it was and it was a big deal, you know. We, I, I think yeah. we watched it every every week. I even went in and watched the um, the different world spinoff. Oh heck yeah! With yeah, Dwayne Wayne, had to get me the little glasses Dwayne that flipped. Dwayne, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that was that was my shit back in the day, and it's it's kind of funny because my uh, my boss right now at my job is basically Claire Huxtable. Oh yeah. And, uh, and like I told her that I was like, you know, you're Claire Huxtable. She said that's for a reason. <laughs> like she grew up watching that too. So oh like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like to her, that was like a model. You know, it's like okay, I'm gonna be this. It was a strong, independent black woman. Absolutely, you know. It's like hey, that she was a mom and a professional. That's right. And she, did, and she didn't put up with no shit either. You know. Uh-uh. Top with like her name on it mm-hmm. and was just like yeah i'm showing off <laughs> in the office where i work yeah no so yeah that's, you, you do you honey i thought it was funny though <laughs> i mentioned that she's like yeah that's that's on purpose so. <laughs> See, i've always been attracted to the strong um women that are on t- t- tv but they're usually the mean ones like um <clears throat> there was a show scrubs where like 
Yeah. Oh, I love Scrub. The one lady was always really mean, you know. And I was just like, <laughs> and it's like I loved her so much. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, any any kind of sass, you know. Like I enjoy some sass. That's mm-hmm. why I'm with here. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm just going to eat an Oreo. <laughs> just sit over there and be sassy. No, it's like, it's, it's always funny. Cause I know these guys who are always like, they want their women to be kind of mousy and obedient. And I'm just kind of like, what, what fun is that exactly? You know? Right. So, no, it's, it's not any fun. <laughs> it's not any fun at all. You want your, you know, you want your partner to, to challenge you, you know, absolutely. Be like, hey, quit being that way, you know, and so that's helpful. Because mm-hmm. it's sometimes, not. You know, I get on my bullshit sometimes. Sure. You know? We all do. I, I've seen you on your bullshit. <laughs> You've been on your bullshit this week. And so I have I, been on my bullshit this week. I have. It's been a great week. Sort of. Sort of. It's actually not been a great week. I'm going to drink this peanut butter and jelly shot. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. It's been a terrible, terrible week. You want to try it? But there are also good things happening. One, so, one thing at a time. You have to make I'm not going to be mad at it. <laughs> yeah, we got to try to remember that there's always a balance. At this uh, church that I used to go, I go to, um, I was involved in the youth. And on Sundays, they would do a sun-up, sun-down. So you would say, hey, my name is Jeff, and my sun-up this week is whatever. I got a new job. My sun-down <laughs> this week, uh, this week is I got grounded for sneaking out of my house. Whatever. You know, but you always tried to balance it out, and everybody would share it. I always thought that was really cool. Well, and I've had this trend that's really been going on my most of my life is that on the weeks where something really shitty is happening, it how also happens to be a week where something really good is happening too. But mm-hmm. it's like in the background. So it's kind of like yeah. this odd mm-hmm. yin yang thing that happens. And the same thing happens like <laughs> that's why I start to get a little bit fearful when something really great starts warming up. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, the balance is about to hit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm about to get, and sure enough, you know, there's always something, you know, that pops up that kind. Are you, are you sure it's not Mercury Gatorade? No, I don't think <laughs> Mercury's I Gatorade. Think just, <laughs> I think it's just honestly, I think it's it partially is what you just pay attention to. Yeah, because there's always a million things going on around you at all times, but the things that you focus on are the ones that either you put a lot of weight behind. Yeah. Um, or are intruding into the things that you're trying to put a lot of weight behind. That's what gets me a lot of times. So I'm like, I'm trying, I'm just trying to do this cool thing. Will y'all quit bothering me? Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but life doesn't do that. It, you know, kind of makes you do all the things at once. So yeah, like I'm doing, I'm, I'm setting up this, uh, uh, well, a few things I've been recording this, uh, radio play, uh, of, a novel that i wrote a few years ago and i'm doing a radio play version of it and which is pretty you know labor intensive mm-hmm. it's a really good book you guys should go read yeah it's called rewired and um i put it out in 2016 and i kind of got the bug in my head to do a radio play version of it so i've been working on that and i think when i'm kind of hyper focused on something like that that's a cool project i get irritated when things get in the way you know, when something else demands my attention. Oh, yeah. Kind of like try to swat it away. But, of course, I, you know, some things that demand my attention actually need my attention. Sure. Um, and then I'm also doing – did I, t- I told you about my other other band, Apook the Destroyer? Oh, They're, no. I didn't realize that, that that was your band. Yeah. I've seen the name. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my little prog outfit. And um, it has only existed in digital form for the past 10 years because me and my buddy Paul, we just, he's in Serbia and I'm over here. And so we just email tracks to each other and then put it together that way. But we're finally playing our first gig, like in-person gig at the psychedelic Panther fest at mass on April 16th. And uh, so I'm having to put together some musicians and actually pull it off live, which is kind of an interesting experiment. That's this, cool. this is something that has me extremely excited because uh, prior to Matt and I even dating for the first time, I stumbled across his first album, The Silver Key. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was going through some shit and that album helped me through it. Yeah, which is always clear. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah so it, it's Mass April 16th. That's correct. Right, okay. I think uh, it, we're... 
I we're just think it, we're like a 4 p.m. thing, um, so we're like in mid afternoon. Yeah, now that, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm I'm bringing in uh, Jeremy Hall to play bass and my usual suspects Ed and Jeffrey on uh, drums and guitar and uh, Paul's flying in from Serbia and we're gonna have a dang hoot nanny. Um, so it'll, it'll I thought this good. was a hoedown. It's a hoot nanny hoedown. They're in the same family. <laughs> sure, a real shindig. <laughs> a real shindig. Yes. Yeah, hoot and holler. <laughs> it will be a hoot and holler. <laughs> I think, the, and plus the festival has just a ton of great act. And, and um, tell me if that tastes like peanut butter. A lot of a lot of our usual suspects, you know, people I know that you and I both like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also got artists who are uh, going to be showing, including Trista and people like Juan Corneo, oh, yeah. and uh, folks that are some of the some of the finest. April is like Art Month because yeah, you got Main Street Arts Festival. Then you have this thing, and then we got the dang goggle the following we, weekend. We finally oh, have yeah. a in the spring because uh, artists in town are like without shows for yeah. the first part of the year until it starts to get warmer and still until at least May, and then it's like, all right, now we can start making money, you know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. so April is a good time to to get cranking with that. Yeah, Diana's real excited about arts goggle, but she's also lucky to where she can. Um, I mean, and I guess you could do it if you wanted to get a booth at like Lola's at the little rock and roll rummage fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've done that before. They can either be. I really like Lola's. I really like the venue. I like the people that go there because it's a, it's people that you, me, and Matt know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's either hit or miss with that market. Times if you're an artist, a lot yeah. of people are for the vintage stuff. You right. know. Or, or the tamales. Or, or the, the tamales. Go buy Lou's tamales. You will not regret. Oh yeah, I've had those tamales. Those are good. Oh yeah. my god, I love Lou's tamales. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a good opportunity. But there's also, you know, I'm, I mean, obviously, the last couple of years put a dent in art shows uh, because not everybody wanted to get out, and uh, so it's kind of been it's kind of been nice to have some opportunities to. I mean, obviously not in February, but yeah, uh, you know, last uh, like right before the cold kicked in, like in November and December, there was uh, some good, some good art shows. Tulips has them. Um, had one at RAR, um, and uh, uh, Martin House has yeah, it Martin now. House had one. So there's been a couple things at the Grackle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Grackle's always going. Yeah, it's always Matt, going. Matt, Matt Sachs don't give a damn. He'll, he'll just do whatever. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Every I, month I like is that people just don't give a damn. They're like, what is this, December? You know, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's December. He's like, let's show some art, man. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Play mm. some play some music and show some art. Mm. So it was interesting um, what Trista said about your music, how she found it before she even met you. Um, yeah. And listening to it, and it really helped her through something that she was going through. It's funny because I've been listening recently to like some of your, um, like the stuff that you've been putting out, um, like swear jar and, um, the dull version of you in like worth monster. And, uh, and it's like, those songs have always hit me at just the right time where it's like, I'm just either contemplating something or going through something or, or whatever. And then, you know, and, and then I hear it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's, you have a really good way of writing. It's a very, it, it feels very honest. And so you can, if you're going through something, you feel like the writer yeah. is, is relatable. Well, and, and my, yeah, and that's my thing too, is like, it's probably not a great marketing strategy, but it's, I can never, I can't fake write a song, you know, like if I'm, if I'm writing about it, it's something that's clawing its way out of me and I can't really not write it. Mm-hmm. So if, if something has risen to that level of, importance in my head then it's going to be pretty raw and honest uh and because most of i'm a really slow writer i mean i probably write two three songs a year at the most so if if something is urgent enough to start pushing itself out of me i I know you know that you got to get it out yeah i know i got to get out and i got to get it out pretty quick so I'll, i'll you know find a closet or somewhere and write write the lyrics down whatever that um there's one that i wrote recently that i'm hoping to put out in a month or two that i was having a dream that i was the shoveler from that movie mystery men mm-hmm. 
with William, William H. Macy. And, um, but there was a song playing in the dream and I woke up and strangely just like wrote it down the way I heard it. That's cool. And, and I think it's actually pretty good. I don't normally do that, but it was cool enough that I went in and it makes me think that I probably ripped it off from somebody, but I'm hoping that's not the case. I know. <laughs> It's the worst whenever you're you're like I got this really good thing and then you turn on the radio like oh yeah okay that guy Dang it. It. yeah no, no um, I've done I have totally done that before I think that's the way uh, Robert Palmer um, I think that's who it was who, who did simply Ir- irresistible oh yeah I mm-hmm. think I think he said that he had a dream about that song and woke up and wrote it it happens and so like McCartney and he's talked about like the other place where songs come from. And, you know, I don't tend to get very mystical, but I know what he means when he says that, because there's kind of a, it sometimes feels less like I'm writing it and more like I'm just channeling it Mm -hmm. from somewhere. Sure. And I don't know what that is, if that's the subconscious or if that's, you know, wherever these things live. And there are days when I have no connection to that song place at all. And then there are days when it's just flowing. And so I've learned that when I feel that that spigot has been turned on, I need to drop everything and listen to it, uh, which is sometimes it's inconvenient. For so, you know, James Michael Taylor, I, uh, I don't know. He's a local, he's a longtime local singer songwriter. He's kind of like, I don't know, patron saint of, of Fort Worth songwriters now that Towns Van Zandt is dead, but he he is um, he will do the thing where if, if I see I, I was at a house concert with him one time and he was in the middle of a sentence talking to me and he got this distant look in his eyes and he just took off and went like drove home and I talked to him a couple of days later and he goes yeah I just had a song idea while I was talking to you and I had to go track it down. So what if I told you that the way that your brain operates as mm-hmm. far as music is also the way that artists mm-hmm. So like we don't just we don't just crap out ideas based on, you know, like what we've read or heard that day. A lot of times it comes from dreams. So mm-hmm. I have to wonder it all comes from the same place. It's hard to say, you know. I, I mean like I say I don't tend to get very spooky, but um I do know that if I sit down and go, Okay, Matthew, write a song that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it's always amazing to me because you, you hear people talk about, oh, yeah, I went over to so-and-so's house and we wrote a song. I don't know how the hell you do that because to me, if I if something's not banging its way out of my skull, I don't write a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sometimes if somebody is working on their own song and I hear that it needs something, sometimes I can help people polish stuff up. Sure. Um but as far as just coming up with one out of the ether without it first announcing itself in my head, I have a really hard time with that. Um, and I don't know a way, I don't know a way to turn it off and on. I think it takes, um, well, I think there's two different types of songs. I think there's writing a song for the sake of writing a song. And then there's writing a song for the sake of connecting, you know, yeah. like, you know, and so, um, cause there's, well, I, can write a dumb, I can write a dumb song. Well, well, that's, that's all I'm saying. You know, cause I mean, I mean, cause you can rhyme words, you're smart and you know how to, you know, right. and, so, yeah. and so if somebody said, Hey man, I want you to write me a song about a bullfrog. I'm sure you can come right. up with a pretty catchy right. song about a, a bullfrog, but it's nonsense yeah, right. or whatever. So yeah. So, okay. So, but yeah, as far as that real meaningful, you right. know, where you're trying to, really get something out there that may be too hard to, to talk about, but you can get it out of yeah. your song, then that's, you know, that is a lot more. So you mentioned dull version of you, you know, I, I was at a bank job uh, when I wrote that and it was just cutting off all of my oxygen to be in that office with the lawyers and, and the, cause it was during the dang financial crisis. And, mm. uh, and just I'm just surrounded by all of this, you know, legal gobbledygook, and and I just felt my soul kind of, you know, trying to escape through my through my head, and and uh, I was just like, you know what, the fact that I have to be this person right now is is offensive to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, I to, that I have to bury so much of myself. 
to be here to, you know, make enough money to eat shitty food or whatever. And so I went out, I walked out of my office and I sat on the bench out on the street and wrote the lyrics to that song and just kind of watched the pigeons and like the actual life that was outside that building. And um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a resigned song, you know, of like, well, okay, this is what I got to do. But it's also kind of a pissed off song of like, well, why the fuck is this why, what I have to right. do? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's, it's a little, little bit of both of those things, but it's also, it came out of a moment of extreme frustration in the same way. So I think the first time I was on your show, we all played that Office Suite song, which is, you know, me complaining about crap in my office. And that was exactly the same thing. I was taking the train home from this job I had and people were driving me insane. So I just had, to, I had to write this thing down. You had to get it out. Yeah. You know, and it, that takes a lot of forms, you know, I mean, I have, it's a strange thing. I've actually figured out ways of channeling in long form stuff. Like the, uh, my first novel was similar to that. I, I kind of used uh, metaphors to stand in for the frustration I was feeling and, and the amount of control that I felt like corporations had over my life at that time and um, turned it into a, a science fiction story. But, you know, there, there are lots of ways that, and that's the thing about it. People have asked me, like, why don't you write happy songs? And the fact is that for me, it's probably a bad coping mechanism, but like songs are my coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've just identified them that way. So I really don't write something unless I'm already pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I don't, if I'm happy, I don't feel the need to write a song. I'm just like, hey, I'm happy. I don't, I don't need to do anything. But if I'm, mad that's when the songs come out I, I expect to never ever get a romantic song out of you, <laughs> you know. because yeah because if i'm feeling that way i'm just gonna tell you and i'll, yeah. and I'll just be happy I'll yeah now the only way you're gonna be able to get a song is if you like piss him off like really piss right. him off <laughs> live him heart i break his heart then i'll write you a song and then you can come back and that's all i wanted was a song <laughs> his next song is the girl who doesn't know it <laughs> oh yeah because we yeah he does not believe Chris lives in a world without time I, I it is time. accidental it is I have to remind her that time exists sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have a watch now great you know <laughs> great fan um, mm. that's cool yeah I was gonna say um, so on the the dull version of me um, mm -hmm. when I was to it it's like I got that it was about work and having to um not compromise but the other word is um yeah to conform you know to, to the job or whatever but kind of what i was going through it's like man there's so many times and especially these days when everybody's got all these hot fiery opinions it's it gets nervous to i don't know i get nervous to show sometimes who i really am yeah. With, with with certain people just because i know that it's going to cause issues it shouldn't but i know that it no, will so it's just sure, easier right. for me to like be the dull version yeah yeah you mentioned that when when you yeah you you messaged me a while back talking about that and and i was curious about that because once you said that it made a lot of sense to me um because really what it's about is editing. Uh -huh. It's about editing yourself. And that can apply in all kinds of scenarios. Sure, not just business. It could be church or family or... You it, could know. A, it could be a relationship. It could sure. be uh, the way you are with your kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes you don't feel you can be your entire self. Um, See, that's that's where I'm dangerous. I'm of the belief that you should never, ever edit yourself. Well, and, you know, in any I edit less than I used to, but sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you just can't say what you're thinking. You, mm -hmm. just, you just can't. That's true. And, I mean, you can. It's just, you know what's going to happen next. You play it out in your mind, and you're like, is it going to happen if you let if this you're, If you're willing to accept the consequences, mm -hmm. sure. But in most cases, well, and in certain cases... Maybe you don't want to accept those consequences, you know. I mean, we've all found ourselves in situations where 
you know, there's a thing that we, my, my gut reaction to what you just said is go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to say that. You oh, know, right. No, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come Selective up with, editing, a, come up with a diplomatic <laughs> way to address whatever the mm-hmm. issue is. And, you know, in these times, so I'll tell you a story. Uh, when, so we, uh, we stayed home from work yesterday because of the ice and all that crap. And, but also what happened yesterday was the freaking Ukraine invasion. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I work with some right wingers and, and I did not want to go to work and discuss that, you know, because I knew their take on it was going to be different than my take on it. And that it was just going to cause, and neither of us was going to convince each other of, no. of our brightness. And so why, I, I felt kind of resentful that I had to go in and, and <laughs> be in that environment. However, I will say this. I went in and actually nobody brought it up at all. So uh, <laughs> I created my own problem. Right, yeah. which which I tend to do. That's what that's, yeah. that's where I get. I'm like, I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, I played all that in, in, in my head. I would say this. They would say this. And I yeah, mean, it's okay. a whole big argument. And you, know, and, and you get there and, and nothing happens. And it's like, oh, well, I got all worked up for nothing. Absolutely everybody does that, though. Like, you're not alone. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah no i've i have i've had so many arguments in my head that have never happened um and but as as a writer sometimes that can be useful because then you can write them down exactly them right paper, uh one two you can make it happen you know you can make the argument and so and and my thing is, is of course always that i'm never quite this is the difference uh, between 48 year old matthew and say 23 year old matthew is that these days i'm not always sure i'm right um and so even while i'm making the argument i'm looking at it going you know is that is that right yeah. you know is <laughs> and that, that's the thing i used to not do you know when i was younger i used to be like of course i'm right what the hell's the matter with you um and the benefit of experience, I guess, at this point, because mm-hmm. I've I have been wrong before, and I've like sometimes in very big ways, and so I'm kind of on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the lookout for the angle that I haven't seen yet, right? And because it's happened before, I've been like, okay, given the information I have, this is my call of what is right in this situation. And then somebody comes in from an angle I didn't foresee and say, well, but have you thought of this? And I'm like, oh. No, I haven't thought of that, you know, and and so my lesson of the last, I don't know, five, ten years has been to listen first and opine um, because often if you listen, you may change what you're about to opine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or you may decide maybe you don't need to opine at all. Uh, that's another thing. There's the Craig Ferguson uh, questions. Uh, there's three questions. Number one is, uh, does this need to be said? Number two is, does this need to be said right now? And the third question is, does this need to be said right now by me? And uh, I think those are damn good questions. Yeah. <laughs> And when I apply them to a lot of situations, I find that actually the thing I need to do is shut up and uh, just kind of wait for a better time to say something. I still think that you shouldn't have to edit who you are, though. Well, but edit but who you are is a huge, multifaceted thing. You know, I mean, like who I am. You know, well, I mean that that's that's part of who you are. Yeah, if somebody asks me, you know, well, who are you? Well, okay, I'm a musician. I'm a father. I am a boyfriend, I am a son, I am a administrative assistant, uh, I am a book reader, you know, like there's all these things that I am, and um, depending on who your audience is, you may want to accentuate one or more of those things um, to kind of find connection. Mm-hmm. Like if I... If I'm among musicians, we're going to talk shop. We're going to talk theory. We're going to talk gear. But if I'm among non-musicians, I'm not going to belabor them with all of that. You know, I'm going to talk to them about different concepts because uh, they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and the same thing with, like, you and I can talk about running podcasts, right? Because both of us have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I 
bump into somebody who's never run a podcast in their life, they may not want to know anything about that. I, well, I can I can tell you um, that I love going fishing, you know, and people that like going fishing a lot, you know, I mean, like fishermen, and they tend to be country boys and they tend to be a little conservative. So yeah. when I'm hanging out and I meet some guy on the bank and we start t- t- talking or whatever, I steer far away from anything. Absolutely. Because I want, I like fishing. He likes fishing. We just talk about fishing and we have a good time talking about fishing. The you know? thing you have in common. Right. right. You know, and there's no reason to bring up this, this stuff. Cause we're going to end up, you know, you don't want to be like, so, you know, how about that critical race theory? You know, right. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <not Yeah>. well, <laughs> I had so, to learn. Yeah. So. I would, I would venture to guess that you're just, you're showing the part of yourself that you feel comfortable with. I don't really think that's editing necessarily. It's a form of editing. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, we are, but it's, how, how, how much in your interactions with those people, do you believe that you're going to become friends on Facebook or whatever? You know, that, that does that matter though. I mean, oh, you're, I you're in, you're in the situation that you're in. And so like, if I am, I, I have a policy where I don't make social media friends with people who I'm at the day job with. Right. 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 Me too. I like to keep my peas and carrots separate and, and I've and I've had bad repercussions sometimes from one aspect of my life bumping up against another one, mm. um, and everybody knows that, and so it it makes to me it makes for a more peaceful workplace um, because we can all just sort of be the thing we need to be, which is coworkers. Right. Um, we don't have to be brothers in arms. You know, uh, even though they want and, you to be a big old family. Well, no, some people do, but those people can go fuck off. You know, like I, I I'm family. not interested in being. I, I don't think you can be family mm-hmm. with an employer because mm-hmm. family doesn't fire you. No, uh, family doesn't give you doesn't refuse to give you a raise. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, yeah or tell uh, you that you have to come in whenever you're sick. Yeah, right. right. So that's that's not family. Uh, work is work. Family's family. Uh, and, and family can be a lot of different things. You know, like I have my blood family, but I also have my music family. And, uh, and I've got my um, kind of, I don't know, br- brotherhood of weirdos, you know, that I travel around with sometimes, you know. Uh, I like those brotherhood of weirdos. I do too. But, you know, it's – but to me – that feels like family, whereas a work connection feels more like, hey, we like a distant we have you see right, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Even though I spend you know eight hours a day with them, mm-hmm. but our connection kind of stops at five o'clock to me. Yeah, unless now there's exceptions to that. Sometimes I've met somebody and after I've left the job, I've felt like okay, you're one that I can add in regular life. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was a. <laughs> Back, I was temping at this place in New York in 0203, and there was a guy I worked with, and we got along pretty well. And so he wrote my number in this little address book that he had. This was before the iPhones and whatnot. And uh, he put a little 1% next to it. And I was like, what is that? And he said, you're one of the 1% of the population that I like. Oh. <laughs> 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 and I used that. Well, that's fun. <laughs> I, and I know exactly what he meant, you know, because we were working with a bunch of knuckleheads. Um, but I used that actually as the basis of my song, The World of One Percenters, which is what was meant by that was that, you know, this is the small portion of, of the population that I feel like I have a connection with. And of course, a few couple years later, what happens is the term one percenter comes and oh, yeah. means, Occupy means something entirely different. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of got screwed on that one. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, this guy's for the one percent. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. You got you me know. all wrong. <laughs> so um, you have a website? Like, is it Matthew Burles? Or, no, The Matthew Show? Yeah, the, both of them. If you go to MatthewBurles.com, um, it actually just forwards to the Matthew show.com. Um, that's where, I, that's my repository of all my weird stuff. And you, you can, can go you ahead. can find my music there. You can find my books. And, um, and if you go to medium uh, and just look up the Matthew show, there's my, I put my poetry on medium. 
Um, yeah, there's there's all kind of. I'm all over the dang interwebs. Now you've been doing it a long time, so there's lots of stuff out there to go through. Oh gosh, probably too much. Yeah, it's going to take a long time for them to scrub me off the net. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, well, shit thing for a very long time. <laughs> and then, uh, where can they find you at, Trista? Uh, Artoftristastudios.com. Um, Facebook, Art of Trista, Etsy, AOT Studios.com. Excellent. Or AOT Studios, I'm sorry. And then um, the last thing, I heard a song close to yesterday or today, and I hadn't heard it by you, um, but it was called, let me see here, it was Me and Me and You. Oh, yes. I'd, that's. It was off your Memphis fun. record, I guess. So that was pretty yeah. old. Yeah. But, um, man, I really liked that song. And that was another one of those ones where it's like, I like the concept of it, you know. To where it's it like, is funny. You know what's funny about that is it's a codependency song. Sure. Uh, but it's also not. It's also just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm I'm my better self when you're around. Yeah, I try harder when you're around. You know, like I said, maybe they call you on their bullshit. And so that makes me right. better. You know. But there's a, dark, there's a dark side to it, too, you know, which is kind of like, if you're not around, I'm going to do some sketchy stuff. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So it's all Probably. on you. If I, you know, if you don't come around, I'm going to do some fucked up shit and it's your fault, not mine. You have to protect me from myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I, I don't play that one as often. I, well, partially because the person that I was in a relationship with at the time I wrote that I'm no longer with, but also because, um, also because it's Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers. Oh, is uh, it really? I mean, not not the verses so much, but the chorus definitely. I'm going to steal again. Not to do the things I've done. I didn't notice that until I put it out. And um, I was like, well, to hell with it. You know, like Kenny probably stole it from somebody else, too. That's the way country uh, music is. There's only like three chords. <laughs> There's only so many chords. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, that one, that one's cool because um, it's a... Uh, it references Krispy Kreme and uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, that's right. Two things that kind of defined my life at the time that I that I wrote that. I was watching a lot of Thirty Rock, and uh, and I wasn't I wasn't uh, gluten free at that point, so I was going to Kreme all the time. Now we're eating Oreos and drinking whiskey, which like is much to be preferred. That's, you know, uh, <laughs> the vice now. But it's. Um, <laughs> It's very funny because I actually have several different versions that I released. If you go to my Bandcamp page, thematthewshow.bandcamp.com, I I have the Memphis version of it posted, but there's also two single versions of it, one of which is the plain regular, Ooh. and the other one is the sequined pants which version. Is, which is not. Uh, oh. I put, I put all kinds of eight part harmony and like totally cheesy Oak Ridge boys stuff on that. Oh, I'll check it out. Uh, just to kind of see what would happen. And, uh, I, I personally enjoyed it quite a bit at the time that I put it out. I had a poll up on, I don't know, something so people could vote for their favorite version of it. And, and nobody liked the secret pants version except me. Uh, but I, I, I still you know enjoy that it. There is there's so much love for you, Matthew. I, that's not my favorite either. No, I'm gonna try to find it and play it. You should, yeah. Go to, go to the Bandcamp page because it's it's it's, it's dripping with sharp cheddar. I just want that's to right. You know. it's cheese. <laughs> I like sharp cheddar. <laughs> All right, you guys, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for reaching out, and I will. Uh, I hope to talk to you again soon, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see each other real soon. That would be fantastic. All right, man. I'll talk, talk to you later. Uh, bye, Teresa. Bye. <laughs> Why do you leave me alone with myself? The last place I ever want to be. Because the difference between the wrong thing and the right thing to do is the difference between me and me and you. I just drank a beer, I don't know why I just drank three more, don't know why Then you came down, we fooled around Now I'm clean and dry
What's the difference between me and me and you? I ate a box of those Krispy Kremes today Shouted at myself to go away Then you came back and I relaxed Now I'm all okay It's the difference between me and me and you So tell me, why do you leave me alone with myself? The last place I ever want to be Cause the difference between the wrong thing and the right thing to do Is the difference between me and me and you Sex with Tina fade a day. Then the TV stopped and I made it go away. Then you came in my favorite sin. I knew what to do. It's the difference between me and me and you. Well, maybe I should kill myself today. It's the only thing that'll make me go away. But I find it's too much of a cruel thing to do Not so much to me, but more to me So tell me, why do you leave me alone with myself? The last place I ever want to be Cause the difference between the wrong thing and the right thing to do Is the difference between me and me It's the difference between me and